What's up, True Believers, and welcome to episode 27 of the Marble Mondays Initiative here on the Penultimate Conquest. Today's topic is our discussion of Avengers Age of Ultron as part of our MCU Rewind series. If you're watching this on YouTube, please consider liking and subscribing, and don't forget to hit that bell to get notifications for all our new shows, like the Penultimate Game Show, the Cross Media Show, and Anime Nation. If you're watching this on Twitch and have Amazon Prime, you have a free Prime Gaming subscription to give away for free every month. Please consider giving it to us. Use Jeffrey Bezos' money. So Jeffrey Bezos. He, he's, got, he's got plenty of it. So, for those of you who do not know me, my name is Eric Kim, your friendly neighborhood host for the evening. And alongside me today is the master of cinema, Christian Macias. Christian, how are you, my friend? Did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh, Christian, pre-show, Christian said he had the Pietro wish vibe going off, going on yes. right now. So, uh, you look like Pietro. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. It, I'm fast. I'm fast as fuck, boy. It's a good look. Did you just call me a fuck, boy? Oh, my God. It's a good look. Natalie yeah. Portman, shout out. And as always, we are joined by the director here at the Penultimate Conquest, Mr. Ruben Guerrero. Ruben, how are you? What a time to be alive, gentlemen. What a time to be alive. Indeed. Uh, so things are going good with you, Ruben. Oh, those yeah. Who don't know, Ruben got a new monitor. No, not yet. Oh, not, not in yet? Yeah, okay. not yet. It's coming in Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Watch that karma. It's going to come in Friday. Oh, so, speaking of, great, great, great introduction for Friday. Well, what's Friday? No, Friday in the movie. Oh. Oh, oh okay. Oh. It clicked. <laughs> hey, what about so, the great box, by the way, on stream? I just want to ask real quick. What is this? I'm curious. Oh, we'll find out. Okay, yeah. okay. I don't know what that is. Ooh, we'll find out. Ooh. Uh, so anyway, uh, Ruben, I did not talk to you before the show. I don't know if you're streaming this week or not. Are you streaming this week? That's a very good question, Eric. Um, you know, I said I was supposed to be streaming last week and didn't do shit. So I got some some streams to make up. Okay. Uh, do we have any penultimate game show this week? Yes, we do. We're going to be talking about just a really random discussion of superhero video games. And I wonder why, you know. It's Are you really not? Weird. You seriously not going to have me on that episode? Listen, man, you have the weirdest schedule. I know in you're the not going to have me on that episode. Okay, I see how it is. I mean, listen, um, you're welcome to stop by if you want. Okay, all right. I, all right. I see. I wasn't even invited. Internet. I literally you haven't invited is. anybody yet. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say you got you have people on the Twitter. Yeah, you know, but you know. I you know I haven't sent out an invite. Yeah, to the guys. Uh, everyone. Our Twitter account, Penultimate Conquest, growing and growing thanks to these two lovely boys right here. Uh, no, it's just so, him. Just okay, Pietro. thanks to that lovely boy up there. So please consider following us at the Penultimate Conquest on Twitter because getting up there at Pen Conquest. 5,000 pen conquest. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. We're going to have 5,000 followers by this time next year. We're going to do it. I'm calling it now. Wow. So just follow us. Yeah. Christian, get great. to work. No, I'm, no. I'm doing my best. I'll try. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's doing such a good job. He's doing such a good job. And, uh, you know, check out our, um, 
this week on YouTube. Christian's got a little something going up. No. Um, is it not this week? It's next week. It's next, next week. week. Okay. Okay, next Tuesday, please make sure you have that bell going so you can get our new video that Christian made, and I can't wait to watch it. But I'm Eric, scared. we might have a new video going up this week on YouTube. We may. We'll see. We might. Please don't forget to hit that bell. Um, so, before we get into our discussion of the movie, time to go through some Marvel news. One of my favorite times of the show. So... The fifth episode of What If, What If Zombies, went live last Wednesday. And did you guys watch it? I did. Christian, did you watch it? I'm going to be honest. I've given up on What If. (laughs) That's fine. That's totally fine. I completely understand. Um, It's a weird show. I think it's weird because even though they're trying to say there has some NCU connections, it's not really. Not really at all. Um, Well, I I think it's just... There is an MCU connection. It's just the the actors. Some of the actors are you know playing themselves. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's right, So, Ruben, what did you think of this episode? I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't see like what the hype was all about for this. This was supposed to be their, uh, you know, the hypest episode of the season. I think people have been hyping it up, and it wasn't really believable. You know, oh, Marvel Zombies is a big property with Marvel Comics. Yeah, it's like a big thing. I just don't buy it. Have you never read Marvel Zombies? I've never read a Marvel comic. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I have. uh, I have literally never read a Marvel comic. Not a singular one. No, I I just. I'm about to do a shameless plug right now. So, if you've never read a Marvel comic. And you're interested in reading, I highly recommend that you subscribe to Marvel Unlimited. You pretty much get every Marvel comic ever made. Yeah, but plus I like they have the new ones every every I think the first month is free or the first week is free. Um and I think it's only like ten bucks a month. I have it, it's great. I uh, I went through last summer, I went through pretty much the entire Ultimate series of Marvel, every single one like Fantastic Four, X Men, Spider Man. Um, the Ultimates, which are the Avengers. It's really good. Um, I highly recommend it, Ruben, especially since you've never read a Marvel comic before. Yes, Christian? I've heard the uh, the Fraction run of Hawkeye is like, really good. Yes. Like, legit really good. We're going to get into that a little bit more because, you know, the Fraction run of Hawkeye is going to be a big inspiration for the Hawkeye show. But yes, Ruben, please, Marvel Unlimited, a week. The thing Try is, it. it's like, it's I great. don't know where to start with comics. Yeah, that's that's the beautiful thing. Like, you don't... Whatever you want. Yeah, you do whatever you but want, that's man. Not, I don't like that. I, I need, to, like, a, a starting point, you know? There's so many good starting I, points. Like, you got the 2014 Amazing Spider-Man run where they kind of, like, refresh the whole thing. Because I tried it with DC, and I tried it when they did the whole, you know, New 52 run with Batman. Yeah. And then I started reading, like, each Batman comic coming out. And then they were referencing stuff from different comics, and it was a whole thing. I was like, eh, I'm okay. I, how about this? I highly recommend that you start the Ultimate series. The Ultimate's really good. Like, that Ultimate is- spider Ultimate Spider-Man is fantastic. Okay, so I did lie. I have read one Ultimate Spider-Man comic. I have okay. it in my room. Which one is it? Oh, I don't fucking know. Uh, either way, I highly recommend the Ultimate Run because it's like it's the fresh start 
it's like a whole other universe. Like Ultimate Spider-Man One is the start to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's really good. Uh, X-Men is great. Fantastic Four is really fucking good. Um, so yeah, please, Marvel Unlimited, try it out, everyone. You get a week for free, and you know, comics are great. But yeah, Marvel Zombies is a big deal. Um, so I really like this episode. I like that the last three episodes have been pretty dark. Yeah. Like, so, uh, I, I don't remember if you were here last week, Eric, were you? I was. Okay. I, I caught up with, uh, what if, uh, all last week after our show. And that was a really weird episode for the Dr. Strange episode because so good it was very good but it was like also weird because for me I thought like oh okay so they're gonna try to turn him into an Iron Man situation where he lost well like I thought he actually lost his heart and it wasn't his heart it was very clever you know Uh, yeah yeah Uh, so yeah it was really good that was I think I know what it was I won't I guess I won't say it was his brain Well, I'm, I have a question though. I, the uh, the Marvel Zombies. I heard the the jokes were either like, for the most part, like kind of like hit or miss. Uh, the jokes were fine. I mean, it's really hard with some of the actors and the animated roles. I will say, Sebastian Stan did a much better job in yes. this episode yes. than he did in the first episode. <laughs> he really did. He definitely did not home uh, phone it in. Uh, I did have I a like- question. What's was up? the guy playing Spider-Man? That was Tom Holland, right? That was not Tom Holland. Bro, it sounded just like it. <laughs> it sounded pretty good. Like, I like that. Wow. In, ev- like, in another universe out there, Spider-Man is still the upbeat hero that yeah. we all deserve. Yeah. Um, so I thought I thought it was really good. I thought it was really neat how the plague came from the Quantumverse. I thought that was cool. That was a neat way to explain how zombies came out. Who knows? Maybe um, it might come true. Yeah, who knows? Uh, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh, very much, uh, there was some Futurama stuff in it. I really liked, um, and like the whole Scarlet Witch thing was really like, dark as hell. That was spooky. Yeah. Like that was really good. Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, what if, uh, they said this week's episode is going to be the one where I think if Killmonger saved Tony Stark. That's right. I, I think this is going to be the one. Um, so yeah. What if? Nicho, I wouldn't say it's recommended viewing, but it's really cool if you want to see different stuff. Um, so, second bit of news. Shang-Chi holds the number one spot again at the box office this past weekend with an impressive $35.8 million. Now, for, like, pandemic numbers, that's really good. Um, Love to see it. So, I saw it again Sunday. Wait. And... I'm sorry to cut you off again. Was that What's up? in total or was that oh, this in total the total weekend, the past weekend, thirty five point eight million. Okay, okay. So that wasn't the total yeah. for like however long it's been out. No. It's already yeah, over no. like one hundred something. Since it's the second most it's the second biggest second weekend since Rise of Skywalker, I think. Yeah. So that's still that's still very impressive. What a letdown. Um, yeah. So and like the thing is, it's made I think almost two eighty now, two eighty million, but it still hasn't released in China, uh, which is you know the biggest market. So mm-hmm. they're saying it might goes. not. I know they're saying it might not. So who knows? Uh, Any but reason think, why? Uh, just because Simu Liu has uh, put out some weird tweets in the past. Fuck yeah, good for Simu. Uh, but you know, 
Um, relatively speaking, like this is still really impressive numbers that this movie is still putting out. Um, so I wish you all success again the second time. I really liked it. Did not notice that he wore Jordans in the final fight. Oh, yeah. That was great. Yep. And I did not see the mom in the Dweller in Darkness, Ruben. So Where did I was you, looking. Did you see it in I, IMAX? No, it yeah, was when he was it was when he was doing in the air doing those moves and uh-huh. you see an outline of her. Okay, so I thought you were like saying that No, no, she was, was not. The... No, no, no. It was in in the aura, I guess. Well, all right. Well, I guess I got to watch it again. <laughs> um, so I'm going to I'm going to send you guys a, a TikTok I saw on Shang-Chi uh, about the like use of Mandarin in it. Uh, because there's like some discrepancy between the the actual translation of the Mandarin versus the literal translation translation, which is really cool. Like the little tra- the literal translation, like what they're actually saying in the movie, is like much better than what like the subtitles actually say. Like it's really fucking cool. So I'm gonna send that your way. Oh, nice. sweet. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Marvel Studios has added four new slots for 2024. So right now I got this up. So after Guardians Volume Three in May of 2023, the next slate up we have we have a Marvel Studios film July 2023, October 2023, and November 2023. 2023 is stacked for Marvel movies. I wonder uh, what 20, they could be. In 2024, we have one for February 2024, May, July, and November. So you got to think here. Uh, one of the, these definitely probably going to be Fantastic Four slots, Blade, possibly. Um, yeah, twenty twenty two stack for me. John Watson um, wants me to come back in. So, <laughs> one of them uh, is going to be Young Avengers. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, who knows what these could be? Like, um, who knows? Indeed, the future. The future is wild. So we'll be doing some productions. Um, on okay. tomorrow, actually, on the okay. Cross Media Show. Tune in and find out those predictions. Yeah. Uh, so another small little thing. Uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage is clocking in at around 90 to 95 minutes, according to theaters. That's going to be a quick time, so you got to love it. So probably I won't be in there very long, so that's good. You shouldn't be going at all, Eric. They have Carnage, Ruben. You, you don't understand. Be going don't, give, don't give them money. Don't give them money. They're going to keep you doing You don't understand. This. I like Andy Serkis a lot. What so. you don't understand is if you keep giving into this, it's going to keep being a thing. You need to go talk to Brazil then because they're going to be the thing. We that... don't want them. Listen. Oh, Eric froze for me. <laughs> he did freeze. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, man. My computer just went. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, so if you keep um, going to see this shitty ass Sony verse of a whatever we're calling it of a Marvel, oh, they actually have a off. name for it. I think it's Sony Spider Man Universe. We're not calling that either because that's Spider-Man's a not even shitty in it. <laughs> universe. No, I think it's Sony's um, Marvel Universe. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Hold on, give me a sec. All right, but, the SMU. Um, but mm-hmm. like, it's just stop. Don't give into it. Okay. Don't give into you, it. You can't. You can't tell me what to do. I'm gonna. I go just. See a movie I really want you to reconsider. Okay. You see, Tom Hardy's like, yeah, we have eight hours of Venom footage. Let's do it. That doesn't even make any sense. He said, yeah, there's like eight hours of the movie, but what, what what's on the screen is what I want in it. I'm happy with it. And so it's, of course, he has to say that, but uh, this is funny. Eight hours. Either way. Um... 
Tom yeah, Hardy. so it'll be a quick time. I will find uh, you. Up. And I will hunt you down. Okay, well, I'm going to... Speaking of hunting, Ruben! Damn, that's a good segue. You're welcome. Uh, so, last Thursday, Sony announced that Marvel's Wolverine and Spider-Man 2 are being announced for the PS5. With Tony Todd as Venom. Oh, my God. Oh, that's what it was? What a casting. That's... Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hoping for David Hayter. What? A cast. David Hater is no. Venom? People want that for Wolverine. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Steve yeah, Bloom, yeah. man. Yeah. Steve, Steve Bloom. Who's oh, Tony Todd. Oh, that Eric, you're onto something there. That's incredible. You say who's Tony Todd, Ruben? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. I, all right, all right, all right. I don't know him by name, Eric. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Steve Bloom is Wolverine. Like, who's come Steve on. Bloom? You say who's Steve Bloom? Yeah. Oh my god, do you have, mm, do I you just have literal you'll know. South African photographer and writer? Nope, that is not <laughs> the one. Voice actor. Look up Steve Bloom and voice actor. One of the most iconic voice actors like ever. Oh, I put it I typed it incorrectly. Watch Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Nami. Alright, alright. Yeah. Naruto. Ugh. So yeah. Shitty shitty. Um yeah, Tony Todd coming as Venom, which is exciting. Uh Director of Wolverine, Brian Horton, said that Wolverine is a full-sized game and it will have a mature tone. So let's go. I want to, I'm ready to stab the fuck out of people. Let's go. Emmett, this is for you. X-Men Origins Wolverine is a fantastic game and the spirit lives on. So, Not as good as Ultimate Spider-Man, but sure. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man is a fantastic game. Not as good as Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 is... Fan- oh, ooh, don't make me choose between those two. Um, so, two more things to talk about. So, last night, WandaVision secured three creative Emmys. Uh, one for Outstanding Production Design for a Narrative Program for a half hour. Outstanding Original Music and Lyrics for Agatha All Along. And Outstanding <laughs> Sci-Fi Fantasy Costumes for Filmed Before a Live Studio Audience. So, the actual Emmys... Well, not, this is actual Emmys. The primetime Emmys are next week, I believe. Um, so we'll see if WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier win those stuff. Um, but let's get to the big news. I won't rest everyone. until she gets well, a congrats, congrats, everyone at WandaVision. Oh, yeah. it's It uh, definitely deserved. Um, so, big news. Dropped today. The Hawkeye Disney Plus show trailer, first trailer dropped today. And boy, oh boy, was that fun. That was a fun thing to look at. Listen, man. Christian, did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Okay. Of course. All right. All right. Like I, New York Christmas time. Let's go. Spider-Man drops the week of my birthday, and then I'm going to have this on top of it. Like, it's going to be oh, so good. Spider-Man's also November, correct? It's no, Spider-Man's December 17th. This show is in, starts in November, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, but it's going to go continue on into December. Yes, you're right. You're right. Duh, that's how shows work. <laughs> Thank you, Ruben. <laughs> no problem. But yeah, like, what a fun tone. Kate Bishop coming in. Um, I liked, we got Lucky the Dog in it. Uh, it looks like this show is really going to go into the whole His Time is Ronin, which I think is really neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just looks really fun. Like and we talked about earlier, the Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye, uh, Jackson Wells. If you're watching, I know he really loves that line. That's one of like his favorite um, comic arcs. It's really good. 
Uh, I highly recommend uh, you read it, Ruben. Thanks to Marvel Unlimited, you can. Again, you can just uh, buy it on Amazon. I'm more of a physical guy, you know? Yeah, just buy it on Amazon then. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's a really good read. Um, so definitely got some tones of that in this vibe. I definitely like Jeremy Renner. Uh, normal, handsome guy. He, he's looking a little old in this one. I don't know if that was makeup or something, but I was like, he's ready to pass on the torch uh, yeah. to Kate here. I, I think this is Jeremy Renner. Maybe. Possibly. Um, but I like that the kids are old. His kids, I thought that was really neat. Um, but the most important thing of this trailer is that we have a Steve Rogers musical. That's the most important thing? That's the most important <laughs> thing. We have a musical about Steve Rogers' life, and I need the one whole episode dedicated to just the show. I need to see that show. You got a sneak peek at it. You can see, like, bootleg Captain America doing his thing on stage. Yeah. Listen, I'll get you... If you uh, if you look in really closely, the Thor on stage kind of looks like Chris Evans. I think that's that funny. would be hilarious. That would be funny. So um, I could try to see I if I could like, score you tickets if you want. All right. So yeah, I hope like there's just time when we watch that and Hawkeye is just like, oh god, they got this all wrong. Um, so yeah, Hawkeye looks really fun, and I, I'm liking the whole six episode shows. I think six oh, episodes. Yeah, is it only is it only six episodes? It's six episodes. I hope it's an hour. I long. think the only, I think She Hulk is going to be ten, but it's going to be the half hour ones like Wandavision. Um, okay, that's absurd. But that, I like the six episode structure. Um, I think it's really good uh, for this. And yeah, it looks like just some fun hijinks, some fun action. So Hawkeye, I'm ready to watch you. But what has me concerned is that Miss Marvel is being pushed to next year. Yeah, we haven't heard anything about that. That was supposed to be That's coming fine. out late 2021. Um, yeah, but we but, figured as much. If this yeah. is coming out in November, yeah. So, um, I could wait some more. <laughs> I just want to see Miss Marvel show. Um, Here, here's my my two word review on the Hawkeye trailer. Are right, you ready? Haley Steinfeld. Oh God damn! Yeah. I'm so excited. Looking good. Um, She's amazing. She's great. Yep. I, I do like the, some say I'm the best archer in the world. Is that you? Did you say that? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I did like it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so, moving on. That's all our Marvel news. It's time to get to the discussion. Our discussion of Avengers Age of Ultron premiered May 1st, 2015. With a budget, I couldn't find an actual number, so I had to, I'm mixing net budget and gross with everything. Uh, Three hundred sixty-five to four hundred ninety-five million dollars for this movie. This is wild. This is one of the most expensive movies ever made. Yeah. Uh, with a box office of one point four oh three billion dollars, uh, not not a something to put down. That's that's a lot of money. Um, so, as always with these movies, we're going to give a little spoiler-free, abridged review of what we thought about it. So, Ruben, I'm going to start with you. What do you think of Avengers Age of Ultron? Listen, man, I forgot how much this movie is so fucking awesome. God. Oh, man. But the minute it starts with Cap's language is just, there is no downside to this movie. Oh. 
Okay. Yeah. Do you remember seeing it in theaters? I was actually working in theaters at this time. So, oh. like, oh. I was working the rush, unfortunately. Welcome and to Regal. I'm Ruben. I was actually uh, uh, multiplex. Welcome to Edwards. Okay. Edwards. <laughs> what, was, it a, was it a big time rush? Yes, it was. Well, I don't appreciate the entertain that joke. Yeah, I, I don't appreciate the the reference that you're trying to make, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really rough time in you know working it. But man, oh man, did I not stay every time after cleaning up after everybody? I stayed watching those end credits <laughs> every fucking time. It's it's it was really good. Um, so Christian. What are your thoughts? What did you like a 30 second review of Age of Ultron? Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, I still maintain that this is like very much one of the most under appreciated, underrated uh, Marvel movies in general. Like, I think it's, it has some very high highs. Uh, although, on this time around, I don't think it's as high or as, as good as some of the other Marvel movies you've already reviewed. I think even even now, I think I'll say that probably the first Avengers is, is better than, than Age of Ultron. But Age of Ultron does have a lot of like fantastic moments that, that we'll talk about. And also, I was very excited to see this movie when like it first came out because I remember reading that they were shooting on the the Red Dragon cameras and like just reading about like what those cameras can do and how different they were. Like they were like cutting edge at the time. I was like, dude, this this movie is gonna look fucking bonkers. And at that time, I thought it did. Like it was like a wonderfully shot movie. I, I agree. Um, do you remember seeing it in theaters? Yeah, dude, I made the trip to L.A. from Bakersfield. I had IMAX tickets. I thought I bought them for the, the TCL Chinese Theater, and I, I did not, unfortunately. I, I picked the wrong theater on accident, oh, so I no. took my friends to the uh, the Limax, we called it, which is you know, obviously not like the big screen, but just a bit wider. And it, was still, it was still IMAX, but just not as big and traditional as normal IMAX screens, but still a good time, though. Nice. Um, I remember... Seeing this movie, Midnight Showing, uh, the, it was palpable. It's like, oh my god, this is another Avengers movie. This is going to be a big oh, yeah. deal. I uh, actually turned down going to see Slipknot that night to go see it. So I don't I don't regret it. I still would like to see Slipknot, but someday. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't regret seeing the new Avengers movie. Uh, I really like this movie. Um, obviously, I don't think it's as, as Christian said, I don't think it's as good as the first Avengers. Because this movie juggles a lot. We're going to get to that in a minute, but I think this is a very, very solid movie. Um, definitely appreciate it more after watching WandaVision. Um, I think uh, I think it's stronger um, than I initially had it. Uh, I think it's still like mid-tier on my actual whole MCU list, but um, I, think, I still think it's a very good movie. Um, so my next question was, is this a good movie? And it sounds like from what we've talked about, like we like this movie. Oh yeah. Um, so I got a few uh, things here to discuss. Um, how? Hmm. I think I just want to get to the juggling part. This movie okay. does a lot because I think there are moments in this where it's just okay. This is about you know dealing with Ultron, but then you start to pull stuff in like, all right, we're trying to get ready for Ragnarok. We're trying to get ready for, you know, Civil War. All that Civil War stuff is starting to come through in this movie. And I feel as though the 
story kind of suffered a little bit because there's so much going on in this movie that um, sometimes I felt as though Ultron was just a back burner. Um, so Ruben, which is take... weird, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. So it's Ruben. Let's start with you. Do you think that all the elements in this movie work? You know, will like Thor taking the time out to go to the freaking pool to learn about the Infinity Stones? Uh, do, do you think that worked? Did it work? I think so. I think this movie is definitely better done than uh, the original Avengers, just because. Even after our first rewatch of the, uh, well, even after our rewatch of the Avengers, I still forget parts of that movie. This I remember pretty much everything. Wow, I am the complete opposite of you. Really? That's, that's awesome. That's funny. Huh? Like I, I, think- I forget that they're. So, no, sorry, Eric. Go ahead. Oh no, no, I, I had something, but you were in mid thought. I think that uh, I I always forget that yeah the Avengers are working for the first time together in Avengers and we have that scene where everybody's clashing and then they're trying to like get pulled together I forget about that completely and I just immediately think of the battle in Manhattan but for this I remember pretty much everything that happens and I would say that this is their second movie doing this. Like, they they know more of a flow of how things should go, and I think it worked. The only thing is, like, yeah, the, that Thor scene is really weird. Because if I remember correctly, I know that Josh Whedon, when he talked about this movie, apparently, like, Disney really wanted... I was, if I make sure I got this right, Disney really wanted this Thor stuff. If I remember correctly, like, the top brass wanted this pool scene. Yeah. And then they, and then, and then they cut it, which is hilarious. They changed it entirely to do like a, a more like infinity stone centered, like visions. Like it, they added that in when it was like Thor. I remember I had to look up the deleted scene. Cause it's like Thor talking to uh Svelvig. What's his, what's his, that doctor's name? Yeah, Dr. Svelvig. Yeah. Yeah. When he's talking to him and he's like getting in the pool and stuff, there's like more like context there than they just decided to cut it for some reason. It's only like an extra 90 seconds, but I mean, if they wanted that in there, I guess they they should have left it. I don't, I don't know. And hmm. I, I think it's interesting how you know, like the Ragnarok scene in Ultron is way completely different than the Ragnarok we actually get. <laughs> oh yeah, so like like the Ragnarok in this movie is like, oh man, this is like weird mass cultish shit. And you know, in Ragnarok we actually get it's like, hey, fun upbeat eighties synth music. So, um, I definitely something like that. Uh, Christian, what about you? Like that's yeah. That's funny. Ruben says that that he feels like um, I don't know because I feel like there is a lot of bouncing around, and I I don't know what that does in terms of pacing because I feel like the the slow moments of this movie are actually better than the more like shiny sequences. Like everything that has to do with uh, Ultron, I think is probably the weakest stuff. Everything that they're doing, like when it's just like the Avengers talking and like literally contextualizing the Avengers as like humans, is like the best that this movie is at. Um, so we'll, we'll probably talk about like the Natasha stuff, which I'm sure people didn't like, but we'll, we'll talk about like the, the whole sequence with um, the farmhouse, which is my favorite sequence uh, of age of Ultron. I think it's fantastic, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird to like, there's like, there's like two movies here going on, like Eric said, and I don't know. I, I, I like James Spader. I like I, Ultron's got cool, like, cool introduction. He's like shot and like, he looks great in terms of like CGI, but in terms of a villain, I, I just, I don't know. 
Because I remember when the first trailer for this movie came out, Ultron was scary. Oh my god, he still is. Like, like, and like in the movie, I felt as though like that kind of went away a little bit because there's definitely because you know when they explain like yes, there's some Tony in him. So oh yeah, I could definitely see it. Like I, I love even mm-hmm. though I don't know people love it, but I love the. <laughs> um, it's like clearly you've never made an omelet, and Tony's like he beat me by like two seconds saying that i thought i i love that joke um also we get a lot of stuff here we get the introduction of wakanda in this movie which is awesome like i remember the theater just gasped when bruce was trying to say wakanda wakanda (laughs) and i'm like oh fuck um let's go and um so we we talked about christian just talked about let's just go into it what's up what's up what's up uh, yeah, I, I looked it up, and it seems like originally the movie was three and a half, three hours and fifteen minutes, and they needed to, the, yeah, they needed to cut down the final runtime. It's obviously two hours and twenty minutes, and uh, Thor's. Uh, this is coming straight from Polygon, and Thor's spelunking subplot is the casualty of nearly an hour's worth of edited material. Uh, basically, we didn't. They did some testing for it, and it didn't like really work for people, so they cut it out, and it was saved by the editors. So, like, this is hilarious because there's like a Thor has a subplot in Infinity War either that they 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 kept in, right? Um, if I remember if I remember correctly, we'll talk about Infinity War when we get like get to it. But people didn't like it as much, but I think it it works in that movie. So maybe it would have worked in this movie if they played around with the pacing a little bit. I don't know. Did, that's know? wild to think that there's almost 45 minutes crazy cut from this movie like that could have strictly added a bunch that of stuff. was thor yeah wow yeah that's what it's saying here wow how long was he in that cave right <laughs> that's a good question i think it was like digging deeper into the dreams um so yeah J- for sure james spader is ultron what mm. what a evil voice what just a just like oh you're bad yeah yes uh, and then he st- and then he starts trying to make a joke and it's just like this does not work at all uh, like there was uh for me there was like some real human moments where he's like trying to talk to wanda and pietro in the beginning and he's trying to like hey look i know what happened to you it's very sad and i'm like is he this Robots coming off is very empathetic right now. That's interesting. Um, but, um, oh man. is While I'm doing this, I realize how much better Christian is at this than I am. Oh man, Christian, you're very you're good. You're such a liar. This. You're such a liar, dude. <laughs> so, I love... Either way. Um, yeah, I think Ultron is interesting because... I have another note here where it's like, this is, I think, one of the first MCU movies where everything is coming back to Tony. Because, you know, like, we have the first Avengers movie, which is not really, like, Tony has a big part in it, but I feel as though this is the first one where, like, threads are coming from everywhere. You know, like, Civil War is about Tony. Homecoming, Tony. Far From Home, Tony. I realize I'm just naming Spider-Man movies right now, but, like, there's a lot where Tony has affected so much and I think definitely in this one, I think this when he just does stuff on his own because he feels as though he wants to do it and it just causes a bunch of friction between everybody. I think that was some of the strongest in the movie because, you know, 
Civil War is coming up, and that is one of the best Marvel movies. So I, I really liked them going back and forth, especially the farmhouse scene with the wood chopping. Before before we get to the, the farmhouse scene, because you're absolutely right, and I know I remember when they're talking about what would soon be Vision when they, they capture um, like that fabricated body before it becomes Vision for like the second time, I guess, right? And Wanda's like talking to Cap like, you know Tony Stark, like he's gonna try to make things right. And Cap goes to visit and like Tony, don't turn on don't turn on that like power. And you could start to see the clash of ideologies that Eric said, like, oh my god, the roots for Civil War were in this movie and like I didn't even really notice. I thought they were just trying to do the uh, Avengers one thing again is like, you know, having them fight. But it kinda sets up those seeds for um civil war between Cap and Tony like really well, which I, I kinda liked seeing in this movie. Yeah. It's it's just enough there, just a little bit, you know. I feel, like, I feel like you're about to say something. No, I just have to agree, and I love it. I, I love every single part of that. And then Thor just comes in like, all right, stop being a bunch of babies. Let's just get this shit over with. Like, there are bigger things at play. <laughs> um, and then, you know, uh, Paul Bettany is Vision. Fantastic. Yeah. I had no oh, yeah. he was actually nominated for a Saturn Award for this movie. Um Vision, I never thought they would do a Vision. Like, because Vision is, that's a wild character to do. So crazy and outlandish. And they, they bring it in this movie and it was like, wow, uh, they're going to have an android. I don't know how audiences are going to react to it. But, you know, Vision is now one of the most beloved Marvel characters. And I think that Paul Bettany just did such a fantastic job. He, it's like he can be an android. Yeah. Uh, he's He's got that, that voice that you know, he's so intelligent sounding and it's his accent. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dude, let, I mean, let's be real. Let's be real though. Like in what? 2014, 2015, all this like weird MCU stuff, like wasn't as ubiquitous. I know we had guardians already for, but like in the realm of earth, like this is kind of a new thing to kind of explore to have an Android villain a weird hybrid with vision, you know, he's both Tony's AI and like a body fabricated made from Ultron, but also tissue and vibranium. It's weird. Um, and then two meta humans, which like were originally X-Men who are now these enhanced people. Like those four elements being introduced in the MCU was fucking bananas at the time. I remember that's, that's why I was so hyped for this movie. I was like, Holy shit. Like the MCU is growing and it's like kind of exciting. Yeah. And I, um, no, 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 Eric, I already cut you off before. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I remember when it was like, all right, how are they going to do this? How are they going to do this? And they called him Enhanced. I'm like, okay, I know you can't say the <laughs> M word yet, but... Um, mommy? I, I, yeah, yeah, okay. Mommy. So, Ruben, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, they introduced all that into this movie, and it all worked. That is true, yeah. Like, come on. I mean, for Pietro, not so much, but I mean... Okay, can we talk about that for a second? Oh, please. Because I feel like... Also, I, like, I'm a Pietro apologist. Like, legit, I think Pietro is, like, a wonderful character. Under, like, underutilized, obviously, because by the end of the movie, spoilers, he dies. But how do you guys feel about, like, the handling of Pietro in this movie? Because I can't help but feel like Joss Whedon at that time, if I remember correctly, was kind of answering the backlash to fans at that time, being like, Marvel never kills anyone. They just, like, even if they, they feel like they're about to die, they get saved. And Joss Whedon's like, well, I got to write a character that's going to die. 
I feel like that's not exactly is... what he did, but like it feels like it was at least leaning towards some kind of fan service. This was the start of his downfall, of Joss Whedon's downfall. Like I sure. feel like had he not killed Pietro, like that whole thing wouldn't have happened. But I. I I know I'm like stretching shit a bit, but I I just feel like people really like the character, and I I think that was the start of his downfall. But I do agree that the end, like him dying, is what really doesn't sit right with me. Like the way he dies, where Hawkeye is just laying there next to him on the the lifeboat, it's just weird. And he, Hawkeye's just like, it's been a long day. Like, what? You, the guy saved your life. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't know. Kid, I don't, I don't know how old Wanda and Pietro are supposed to be at this point. Yeah, Late teens? I don't know. I, um, I think, uh, I liked Pietro in this movie. I, you know, there's the, the rumors and stuff that they killed off uh, Pietro in this movie as like a FU to Fox or whatever. Because uh, they also had Quicksilver. Um, oh, okay, interesting. So, uh, I I remember reading something about that, but um, you know, I don't know if Pietro's death is just in the service of Wanda. I don't really think it just fit the overall narrative at all. I guess just to make Wanda have the killing blow on Ultron. Um, Maybe you know, but even that that didn't but, happen. But she still doesn't, right? Yeah, yeah. she rips out his heart. Yeah, but like st- one of Ultron's machines are still going. I don't know. I, I guess to give her that thing where, well, she doesn't know that. Okay. True. She doesn't know that there's that one thing left. Um, but um, you mentioned Hawkeye. Hawkeye, you know, like they talked about. Cool I remember guy. after the first Avengers, everyone's like, well, who got the short end of the stick in Avengers? And it was definitely Hawkeye, you know, in like the beginning of the movie. He, you know, gets immediately mind-controlled. And, you know, he's not himself until, like, the very end of the movie. So Hawkeye definitely got, you know, shafted in the first Avengers. And I think this movie, Hawkeye definitely got some more time to be, all right, you know, this guy's really cool. Um, I like He had some definitely fun, funny jokes. He had some of the best funny jokes where it's just, you know, you know, we're on a city floating in the sky. There's a bunch of robots everywhere. And I got a bow and arrow. All right. Um, that's that speech is legitimately awesome, by the way. Oh yeah, um, it's like doesn't matter what you did before. As soon as you walk out that door, you're an Avenger. Um, and the part where Pietro runs by him, he just aims the arrow. No one would know. Oh, where'd mm-hmm. Pietro go? Oh no, I didn't see him, little bastard. Um, but to be fair, if we think about it, Hawkeye kind of manifested Quicksilver's death. You know what I mean? I'm just kidding. I mean, he did not see that coming. Um, so I think another Hawkeye brilliant moment that we're going to get into is the farmhouse. Uh, cause, uh, oh, yeah. that is for some people. Cause I know, um, for my friends at the time, they were talking about how the farmhouse was awful. It's like, how, why does this guy just have a house in the middle of nowhere? This definitely just like ruins the pace of the movie. And I, I don't agree. I think that the farmhouse was really nice. Um, just to show that, you know, these heroes have lives other than yeah. just Avenger, uh, Avenger stuff. Like, he's got wife, kids, um, 
it was nice just to see the home life for these heroes because they're you know just people still they're not gods well, except for you know one uh but uh i really liked was it thor that stepped on the legos yeah. i thought that was really nice <laughs> um i enjoyed you know when they were talking about the new baby and she's like how's nat natalie doing nathaniel <gasps> just like those nice moments where it's just okay yeah these are and as Christian said before, I think the stronger parts of these this movie is when they sit down and just talk, and definitely get that in the farmhouse from the um, wood chopping scene, which everyone you know equates to you know Cap ripping that log open as they want Cap to do that to their bodies, which you know yeah. I, get, <laughs> I understand, I get it, um, and it's you know yeah. Um, and, of course, we have probably one of the most infamous scenes in the MCU. Whoa, 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 hold I, on. I've... Well, before, let me, let, me, let me talk a little bit about the house scene, too. Let me, let me, let me get it in there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sp- spread the logs of, of discourse here and let me get in there. Oh. I'm sorry. First of all, you, you, you glazed over, like, the GOAT MCU character, which is none other than Linda Cardellini's. I forget her actual name. Uh, the- uh, she, I forget what her name is. Yeah, she's she's great. Um, I remember another thing my friend had a problem with was when she was like, "You know, I'm all for your avenging." I'm like, it's kind of a weird line. I will admit that it is, but like, like he it's is fine. avenging. No, no, no. It was. I thought it was really nice because it's like, look, you have all these gods and stuff, and they need just the normal guy here. Like, you're important because you know. Yeah, I think Hawkeye is probably like, what do I bring to this at all? It's just like he's you... well, he's the only one that has any kind of sense of like uh, family. Yeah, I to- uh, Tony's able to get that, but I think it's kind of ins- it's inspired by Hawkeye. Yeah, that's what, like, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Like Hawkeye is having these feelings of what do I bring, and you know this scene really in- really enforces like, hey, look, you are like the backbone. You're the one that keeps the group together. Like, and I think that was really strong yeah. of them. But yeah, L- Linda Cardinelli. Hi. That's that's why the farmhouse scene is so good, is that it works to ground all these characters and, like, the world of, like, superheroes, right? Because, like, that's the end game for all, for all these characters, is to, like, not have to save the world anymore. It's, like, to reach some sense of peace. I mean, Tony goes about that his own way, and obviously... He literally just copies... Yeah, but at the end, he literally just copies... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Hawkeye. it's a farmhouse. Yeah, yeah builds his own farmhouse yep. somewhere secluded. Cap, it's all he wants, and Nat—that's what she wants too. And like, she's sad that she can't have that, right? And of course, we get that conversation with Bruce about that. Whether whatever you agree about, like the Bruce and, and Nat like relationship, it is a little weird and enforced in there. But at, like the heart of it, it makes sense. That's because everyone wants. This is the idea. This is the dream for all these heroes: is to have this sense of family, not have to do this anymore. And that's. Nat, that's all she wants. <laughs> She's yeah. always wanted a family. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I love the farmhouse scene. So, yeah, I, the infamous... Because um, I know this is, like, one of the most talked about things in the MCU is the Bruce-Natasha relationship, specifically the farmhouse conversation that they have. Because I know for a lot of people, they, they didn't like that, you know, people who can't have children are seen as monsters. Uh, I know that that was a big problem people had. Like mm-hmm. women who just can't give kids, oh, they're just monsters. Or all of a sudden, um, I didn't read into it too much like that. I yeah. really thought that she was just she 
she's go she, as we saw in Black Widow, Nat's been through a lot, and so all that trauma for her, I guess, is really hard to consider herself having a normal family. And like she had a real moment of vulnerability with Bruce, you know, someone who's also been through a great deal. Um, and I do like the fact that she's like, let's try this, and he's like, are you out of your mind? Like that's. I, well, yeah, that that's int- that's interesting because I totally read it as well as like Nat has just been through a bunch of trauma and she sees herself as a monster because like she's been conditioned to like this life of murder. But yeah, you're right. I guess I'm not a person with a uterus, so I probably couldn't even speak to that. But if and that's totally valid, if that's how people interpreted that scene, that makes sense. I forgot about that. Thank you, Eric. Um, so I think it's I think it was really important just to have this moment of these two people who's been through so much trauma, obviously in like different ways. But um, I really, I like this relationship a lot. I really did because it was two people that have been through a great ordeal and they were finding some fort of humanity and comfort with, with the, one another. Um, Cause uh, I want to save the party scene for last. That's the last oh. thing I want to discuss. Um, but especially like here in the farmhouse, I think it was nice to like put this up against a, you know, white picket fence scenario. Like, I think it was great that they were having all these conversations like Christian mentioned about, you know, having family and stuff in a literal white picket fence scenario. And I thought that was really neat. Um, I see that Ruben is typing something at the show docs. I also wanted to uh, mention like this movie is what Avengers, the video game should have been. How so? How so? Like, Ooh, keep going. All of the action scenes is exactly what I wanted out of Avengers. In the beginning, they're they're getting trying to get into the fortress, kicking ass. All these people, like all these henchmen, essentially, they're kicking all these guys' asses, and then they eventually get in, and it's not really a big boss fight, but it's like a, a, a cool cutscene, you know. And we just see, like, the oh shit moment where it's the Chitari, uh, whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah, the dragons. Yeah, sure. That worm thing. Yeah. And you just, like, holy shit. And then, oh, God. And then at the end, you're he literally is sending waves of Ultrons to go kill the Avengers. Like, come on. This it would have been perfect. All they had to do was just follow it. Here's where the uh, Marvel's Avengers apologist comes out. Because if you haven't played Marvel's Avengers, you absolutely should. It's on sale right now on Amazon and pretty much other than the other place. It's a great campaign. You should totally should play it. But anyway, um, I see what you mean. I see what you're getting at. Uh, I don't agree with you, but I see your point. Really? You don't agree? Um, no, I think the Marvel's Avengers campaign is great. No, no, I, 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 I'm not taking that away from that oh. at all. I'm saying like the yeah. online stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Anyway, um, but no, um, I did like the joke when Tony's fixing the tractor and he just goes "Hello, dear," because he was talking to a John Deere tractor. I didn't get I really that. I like that joke. This. That's fun. Um, and Never even caught that. Fuck. You're right. I, I just caught that today when I was, I had the mm-hmm. subtitles on. And I was like, oh, <laughs> clever. So I think that was really neat. Uh, also, we get the introduction of, hey, big guy, sun's getting real low. 
in this movie, which turned into an excellent joke in Thor Ragnarok. Mm. But um, I, I think while I'm thinking about this, there is a lot in this movie in two hours and 20 minutes. Because, you know, you also have to deal with all the the fights and the action. I will say this has some really good action, especially the South Korea chase scene. Oh, yeah. I thought it was really good when they're trying to stop the train and Pietro's getting everybody out and Cap's dealing with like Ultron. Um, I thought that was really good. A really, really strong action scene. Um, and so let me see what else I got here. I, I wanted, want, Oh, go ahead. I wanted to shout out the, I know people talk about like the intro sequence, like where it's like supposed to be mimicking the, the, the first Avengers movie where like it's cutting to everyone. Then it goes to all of them together. But I think, um, the actual like big Avengers moment is the third act scene when they're all trying to stop the bots from touching yeah. the, the oh, thing. Yeah. And like that, I think that scene is the, what I would call the, like this you, Avengers circle moment of the yeah, movie. Yeah. I mean, and you, don't we actually get a circle shot? Yeah. Uh, you get real freaking hyped. I get real hyped when Hulk just roars right before that fight. Yeah. Oh man. It's so good. Um, especially the part where vision, uh, Tony and Thor just light up Ultron. Yeah. Just melt them. I thought that was really neat. Uh, I I like the um, just the Avengers helping out everybody. Like everybody was important. Like you know Tony, like get in the bathtub. I thought that was great. Uh, Cap with the car, um, Hawkeye obviously with just the, the kid. Um, I thought I thought it was really good. No matter like no matter how many how much like the world hates them for doing some stuff, they still do the right thing. They still try to help people out, which I think is the important you know um yeah but like did tony cause it yeah, yeah tony. i mean yes. Tony, yes. Uh, tony definitely deserved all the shit he got for it but i think it was nice just to have like those little moments where it's just all this is going down and they're still trying to just save people yeah just my, my favorite line yeah. my favorite line in the movie is when when cap says um he's like talking to everyone on the comms he's like if you die Walk it off. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. so fucking cool, dude. Yeah, I agree. All right. So the last thing I want to discuss about is probably a top three moment in the MCU for me. And, of course, I want to talk about the party scene. Another moment where these characters are just they're not doing anything action, uh, you know, until the end of it. But they're just chilling. They're having a fun time. Um, you definitely get some more Civil War stuff where Cap and Falcon are talking. Like, I've been looking into that missing persons thing you've been asking me about. Um, obviously looking for Bucky, yeah. but I I think this was just a great moment. So I I've done enough talking right now, Ruben. What? Just tell me your thoughts on the party scene. Oh my God, Don Cheadle telling the Avengers <laughs> his joke, and he's like, "Boom, that didn't work for you guys." And they're like, "Oh, that was Thor's." Like, "Oh, that was the end of the joke." Oh, yes, that was really good. Oh, my God, perfect. Uh, everything about this is perfect, including the fight scene at the end. Oh, man. Whew. That is probably one of my favorite fight scenes uh, pre-Endgame. Like, just that is perfect. Um, I loved Hawkeye throwing the shield at Cap. Yeah. Like, Cap, yeah. yeah. he throws the shield. <laughs> so good. Um, this is really good because, obviously, of the foreshadowing we get when they try to do the whole hammer thing real great um i got a little hype there when we saw it move like in theaters i was like holy shit and i was obviously 
nothing paid off, but it could have been great. But I'm glad that they saved it for Endgame, you know? Oh, man. God. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Christian, what about you? Yeah, this is, a, like, if I have three scenes that are, like, the greatest moments in this movie, the party scene is one of them. Because I love, I love when Marvel just has characters interacting with each other. That's, it's always so good. And it's what I look for in, in these Marvel movies is having all these MCU characters talk. And, like, legit, like, this is, like, the first time a lot of these characters are in the same place. Like, the extended family, right? We're, we get them at the end in the, in the compound. But this is the first time they're all at this party together. Anthony Mackie and, yeah, War Machine, like, trying to tell war stories that obviously aren't good. Uh, the fantastic Stan Lee cameo there. And then shout out to Joss Whedon. Like you're a fucking terrible person, but like I, I'll applaud you for including Maria Hill in the action. Like it was really cool to see her uh, be included yeah. in the action sequences as well. Uh, yeah. And I, and of course, yeah, the moment where they're all trying to lift the hammer, like goaded scene. And then of course, Natasha's like, I, that's not something I need. Answer. Yeah. Oh my God. That would even yeah. better, even better. I um I love the fact that while while all this fun is happening, like Jarvis is being destroyed upstairs. I thought that was like no matter how much they try to act like a normal, you know, friends and stuff, they always gonna have to deal with bad shit. Um and, you know, the start of the whole Nat Bruce thing started with this with her at the them at the bar. And I just loved how Bruce was just so like, uh huh, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> Run with it, right? <laughs> Like obviously, if Black Widow was talking to me like that, I'd be like, "Uh, what? what? <laughs> what's what's happening? What are you talking about?" And then mommy, just like, "Sorry, mommy. yeah." Steve coming up and like, "You two like deserve each other. You've been through a lot." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" They're like just friends, just supporting each other. Uh, and like you really gotta love it. And definitely, Steve could have totally lifted the hammer. Oh yeah. He just chose not to despair th- uh-uh. feelings. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He was nope. He still had not talked to Tony about how he knew Bucky had killed his parents. Oh, there was still that that, that guilt uh, looming over him. Wow. Cap was still not entirely worthy. Okay, Christian. All right, I I will concede. Yes. Yeah. There you go. You know what? That's fine. Uh, that that is a worthy, it's a worthy note. Um. So, yeah, I, I thought it was just great. Just, as Christian said, just having them just talk like normal people. Yep. And it's it's really when it's at its strongest. Um, so, uh, God, I love that scene so much. And Ruben's right. The fight scene's really good. Um, just, it's so claustrophobic. And it's what kind of makes it better. Yeah. Um, so, like, Natasha being scared behind the bar. Thought that was really don't good. Turn green. Don't don't yeah. Really good. And I also love Don Cheadle's face when he tells the story, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's so great!" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah." I also remember another joke that got a big laugh was, um, <laughs> "So if I if I lift this, I'm king of Asgard, right?" Yep. I will be instituting prima nocta. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great like, joke as well. Such a good joke. Um, I wanted to shout out the the doctor from earlier too, who like makes the synthetic tissue, who yeah. like gets invited to the party, and she's like, "No, like he's not gonna go." And then she's like, "Will it's Thor be there?" <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, the, I think Christian in the beginning had it right. There's a lot of high highs here. There's also a, a decent amount of lows in here, but I think this movie is a strong film. 
I do. I definitely think of all the Avengers movie, it's the weakest one for me personally. That's just me. But um, this is a really good movie. Hmm. Um, and yeah. So Ruben, I see here you have an updated theory. Uh, it wasn't really an updated theory. I had a theory before this movie came out. Uh, I had said that what if at the end of this, you know, they could kill Ultron and the last thing we see is either Ultron's body like broken up into pieces or like his head or another robot that he's taken over just talks to Thanos and he's like, I failed master. Why would what? Because it makes sense if you think about it, if you think about it. At the end no. of this movie, Thanos goes, fine, I'll do it myself. I wouldn't call, I guess, the Mind like, Stone. Or I, I feel like the Tesseract. he he was kind of counting on Ultron to succeed, I guess. How did he know awesome. about Ultron? How did he, like, why else would he say, fine, I'll do it myself? I mean, he knew about Stark. So he he knew about Stark, but I, I would garner he did not know about Ultron, who has been alive for like three days, uh, well, or one day. Again, I just decision. why else would he say, "Fine, I'll do it myself," well, which uh, doesn't even matter since that scene is like retconned anyway. Is it? Yeah, they retconned it. Oh, well, they they made uh, Thanos made the glove on whatever dwarf. That oh yeah, that's right. Thing. That's right. That's right. That's uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just a, it was just a cool scene. Just be like, oh man, he's got the glove. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Fuck yeah. Um, but I did also enjoy the line where it's like, you're unbearably naive, and Vision just goes, well, I was born yesterday. Yeah. I was such a good line. Um, but I think that it is time before we do that i also want to say christian technically he wasn't alive for just three days it was he was part of the whole mind true yeah you were totally right yeah. it was What's crazy thing? yeah so Go ahead, Eric. It, it was crazy that we got a reveal that the loki scepter was the mind stone that was yeah. really cool also like so. why was it blue the tesseract uh, thing or the, i guess they're sorry not the tesseract the, the scepter spear yeah. It was just holding the Mind Stone. It wasn't like the uh, Mind Stone. Yeah, itself. but okay. But it was like, just like a protective casing. Okay, all right. That's right. Why was the ether fucking liquid? You know, who knows? Who knows? That's By the way, that was awesome. At the, at the end, Thor's like, this is the fourth Infinity Stone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God, like, I got chills. Like, oh, I had shit. chills in the, in the fucking theater. I was like, oh, oh shit. That's... I also forgot about the whole, um, they have the scene, they talk about the elevator, but the elevator goes up and down, the elevator's not worthy. <laughs> this is also um, true. I uh, can't believe, also completely forgot, you know, about the new Avengers scene, how they fucking tease this at the end, where he's like, Avengers! Oh. Cut off. Um, and I did like, what are we, well, we're not the 27 Yankees. I'm like, oh man, Steve is so old. <laughs> Referencing 1927 sports. So... All right. What a Sigma. Ruben, take it away. All right, gentlemen. It's time to rank the Stan Lee cameos. Uh, since we've only got 10, I'm just going to go off. I figured we just, you know, count down from count up from 10 instead of doing all 12. You know, because, like, the list is just going to keep, keep on getting bigger. I meant for you two. Does that make sense? Oh, gotcha. Okay. 
Um, for number ten, we have Iron Man two as Larry King. For number nine, we have the Guardians of the Galaxy perverted old man hitting on younger lady on Nova with a rocket's voice. <laughs> Listen, I love that I do this. Okay, I love it. I'm just waiting for number. Uh, yeah, four, it's three, coming. Four, it's coming. Four, I'm smiling four, already. I'm smiling already. Seven, number four. eight. We have the Incredible Hulk with the old man dying from radiation poisoning, maybe. Uh, number seven, we have Thor the Dark World. Can I get my shoe back uh, at the mental hospital? Uh, number six, we have Iron Man 3, Beauty Pageant Judge on TV, which apparently, uh, from my taste, it's a little too high on this list. Uh, for number five, we have Iron Man as Hugh Hefner. For... <laughs> Number four, we have Captain America, the first Avenger, White House. <laughs> how? How? Every week, how are you like this? <laughs> it's just so funny. We have White House Medal of Honor commentator who says, I thought he'd be taller. Uh, number three, we have Captain America, the Winter Soldier, the Smithsonian security guard who is uh, going to lose his job because Cap stole his uniform. Uh, number two, we have Avengers, uh, superheroes in New York. Give me a break. The old man playing chess in the park in the new segment. And of course we have number one, Thor as pickup truck guy trying to lift a hammer, looking back, asking if, uh, asking, did I get it? This, uh, Stanley cameo was the world war two vet that gets super hammered at the Avengers party. Mm -hmm. Where do we want to put this? One, wow, that's pretty high. Number one, yeah, because I just love the. So was Omaha. Okay, come on, uh, Omaha Beach, and then I think I mean he gives us he gives Excelsior. He says Excelsior. That's all drunk. true. Excelsior. Like there it is. Okay, Christian. Damn. Do you ever? Originally, I was gonna. Originally, I was gonna say number two, but Eric's wow. making some good points. I do think number one is a bit funnier, but like number two is like, sorry, uh, this one is like, yeah. You, Come on, I, yeah, Omaha. He starts getting the pouring, and then he's he's fucked up, and he's excel. Oh, all right, Eric, you convinced me. I'm voting number one. It's interesting because I'm gonna be honest with you. I'd put this at number five. What? What you're, the fuck? Okay, you're fucking crazy. Okay, <laughs> I put I'm this at number five. Like, nice. I try to be nice. Listen, you're fucking crazy. Listen, listen. Is it funny? Eh. eh the, like, it's just cool that he says Excelsior at the end. And again, he's drunk. No, that's that's all of it. I don't know about that. And then you know, like Thor gives this big giant spiel about how you know this is not made for mortal men. It's like, yeah, you know, so is Omaha Beach. Okay, come on. It also proves that he wasn't mortal. You know. Yeah. He could have been. So how is that not number one? All right, I'm. I'm just saying, I could. I want to hear. I want to hear why you. I just don't find it. I don't find it as funny as pickup truck guy trying to lift a hammer. Looking back, asking, "Did I in, get it?" Looking very in what disheveled. other Stanley cameo is a fucking superhero interacting with Stanley? You know, Iron I mean? Man one. He says, "Hey, what's up, Hugh?" I you got <laughs> me there. You got me. There. Damn. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I I'm not opposed to putting it at number one, but I will say like I don't find this funnier than obviously White House Medal of Honor commentator. We're ranking, we're not ranking the funniest Stanley. I don't cameos. find it like we're ranking the Stanley cameos. Okay, all right, all right, you got me there. You got me there. All right, it's number one. I you you got me. You know, 
think you pasted it in number two. There we go. Um, top five, of course, because I'm not doing this list again. Um, <laughs> we have here, of course, I made sure that this was definitely still at number five. Captain America, the first Avenger, White House Medal of Honor commentator who says, I thought it, he'd be taller. Uh, number four, we have Captain America, the Winter Soldier, the Smithsonian security guard who is going to lose his job. I think it's just the number four <laughs> spot. It's just the number four spot. Um, the Smithsonian security guard uh, who's going to lose his job because Cap stole his uniform. Number three, uh, Avengers superheroes in New York. Give me a break. The old man playing chess in the park in the new segment. Thor uh, picking up ugh. Thor as the pickup truck guy trying to lift the hammer, looking back, asking, did I get it? And, of course, number one, Avengers Age of Ultron as the World War II vet that gets super hammered at the Avengers party. Excelsior. 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 All right. Hold on. What? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Give me a sec. Okay. Wait. Yep. Oh, there it goes. The gray box is gone. I've been waiting to see. Are you going to show? I am. Oh! Oh, I like this. Nice. Uh, just give me one second. Yeah, I mean, you can go, Eric. Sorry. Okay. Now it's time for the segment where we rank them baddies. It's time to rank the villains of the MCU. I'm going to start from the bottom because, you know, obviously I like to talk, so I want to say these villains' names. Number 12, Malachis slash Curse from Thor the Dark World. Number 11, Abomination slash Thunderbolt Ross from Incredible Hulk. Number 10, Wish... Whiplash slash Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2. Number 9, Aldrich Killian from Iron Man 3. Number 8, Ronan the Accuser from Guardians. Number 7, Obadiah Stane from Iron Man. Tony! Number 6, Red Skull from Captain America the First Avenger. Number 5, Taskmaster slash Dracoff from Black Widow. Number 4, Loki from Thor. Number 3, Loki from Avengers. Number 2, Cap- uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Uh, the Winter Soldier. And number 1, Wu from Shang-Chi. So, Wu. Where do we think Ultron ranks on this list? So let's, Ruben. I'm gonna start with you. Just give me the gut feeling. It's just. A, I literally just said let's start from ten. It's just. It's okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I wanted to say, but you know what? Going forward, now I will do top okay. ten. Thank you. I appreciate that. I would say, who? This is a tough one. Because is it though? I'd say it's number four. What the fuck? Yeah, number four. Okay. Am I wrong, uh, Christian? What, reason, what are you? Reasoning, reasoning. We'll I just reasoning. like I'm looking at I'm looking at the villains here. It's definitely better than Taskmaster and Drakov. I knew he was gonna say it. Like, come I on, Taskmaster <laughs> hate. It's not hate. It's just like you know, they could have done so much better. It's I think it's definitely better than Thor. Uh, Loki and Thor. I don't know why I just did it that way. Um, But, like, it's Tony's... It's... How do I put this? It's basically Tony... Whatever Tony wanted to, like, save the world, coming back to haunt him and literally destroy a part of the world. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I did forget, also, there was another line in there where they're talking about the plans, like, Iron Man will give him the big guy. That's right. He hates you the most. 
yeah. did enjoy that line. Mm. So, so it's right. the, the dichotomy, I guess, okay. between Ultron and and uh, Iron Man. Okay, so you would have it right in between lo- the both Lokis. Yes. Okay. All right, Christian. What about that's, you? That's insane to me, but I, I, mean, I too still high? respect you. But too low. I still respect you, but no. For me, this is a number nine. Wow. Like oh, it would, it would, it, I, I had that feeling reaction like oh yeah number nine and then Eric's like yeah just go with your gut and I, I felt number nine on right underneath Ronan above Aldrich Killian. Here's the thing: uh, the reason why I also put it at number four is definitely one of the scariest villains we've had so far. Like uh, to this day, I'll, I just rewatched uh, the movie and freaking uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, the voice actor. James Spader. Spader. James Spader's voice coming out of a metallic Ultron sends shivers down my spine. Well, here's where I disagree. I think he's not that scary at all. I think, in fact, the scariest parts of this movie and who's more of a villain is when Wanda is trying to uh, break apart the Avengers. That has nothing to do. I mean, it's 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 a little bit associated with Ultron, but like that is coming mostly from Wanda and Wanda's want to get back at the Avengers, not just Ultron. And like, yeah, James Spader does a really good job of being menacing. Like when it's all like tinny and like robot-y and like those segments, like it's it's cool, legit. Like I, I think Ultron like is designed like really cool. But then like when we're actually in it and he's talking to the Avengers and he's like trying to make like jokes, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna give you my evil plan." And it's just like this doesn't really work at all for me. And in fact, I think like Ronan like on the path to get the fucking Power Stone, blow up an entire planet and then go beat uh, try to go beat Thanos. I think is way scarier than anything Ultron is trying to. <laughs> anything he's trying to do yeah but with ronin with ronin he like i don't see i think that that um jesus christ ultron has better like reasoning behind it you know like the reasoning behind why he's doing what he's doing he wants to make the world a better place for humanity even if they don't survive ronin just wanted to you know, follow his ancestors' footsteps, but it wasn't really like even that is giving him too much credit. I, don't know, I think genocide for genocide's sake is a bit scarier than. Um, yeah, but it wasn't. I really... want a world of metal. Okay, I just don't. But think, I'm like, with you. I'm with you. I agree. Like Ronan isn't like uh, that I, compelling either. I feel like ge- the genocide for genocide's sake is like. That's just his reasoning. Like, that's the thing that he would say to other supervillains. I think what he really wanted was just to to destroy Nova just because what they did to his ancestors. But again, that's That's me making it cooler than what it sounds like, if that makes sense. Yes. What does Eric think? So, looking at this list, I have to go with, because I I think there are some parts with the Ultron where... You know, I'm used to Ultron being just very robotic, so trying to throw in the Tony Stark in there with a few jokes. Before you continue, hits. I also want to put, like, why not just put also Wanda in this? Wanda was technically a bad guy for half of the movie. I think she was a tool used by Ultron. I think if you go Yeah, back but before and look Ultron film, was created, she did it because she wanted to. Yeah, but well, then you're, like, like having to put Hawkeye as a villain in the Avengers, you know what I mean? Like... Uh, really I think villain. that's different. I think that's different. Uh, Wanda wants to kill the Avengers because Tony Stark literally killed her parents. Not Tony Stark. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I, I, w- I wouldn't say Wanda is a bad guy. I think she was just someone who was lost. You know, got used a little bit. Uh, definitely by Hydra. Definitely Ultron used her a little bit. Uh, but you know, like she has the redemption. She like, does. I just wanted to. I just wanted to get rid of Tony Stark. You want to fucking kill everybody? Um, mm-hmm. Like no. Uh, so looking at this list, I think Ultron, like definitely the beginning when he comes out, is like the broken robot is oh, terrifying. Scary. Yeah, like that was terrifying. That was a genuinely mm-hmm. terrifying moment. I think looking at like aesthetic, I thought he was really cool looking. Um, he was just. I'm so just gonna kill everybody. Woo. So. But the power of James Spader's performance, I think, is what um, has... Man, it's so fucking tough to look at this. Because... Give me a moment. Y'all discuss among yourselves about something. I need a little sec. (laughs) I also want to say, you know... I got nothing. Because oh, is it a better performance than Hugo Weaving's Red Skull, which I thought was really fucking good? I Hugo Weaving's think, Red Skull is really good. I don't think it's more impactful than, you know, Taskmaster and Drakoff was to Natasha. I mean, I guess Ultron does sow the seeds for Civil War, so that's a credit to Ruben, like, for yeah. sure. I so would I can... put Ultron right above Ronan. Oh, you hate to see it. Right above Ronan. Wow. Right above Ronan. Um, you do hate to see it. Just, just for James Bader's <laughs> performance alone. Okay. Like, that's so good. So I don't know. All right. So, Ruben, you think. How do we do this? Yeah. Ruben, you think it's four. Kristen, you think it's nine. I think it's the new eight. Can we at least meet in the middle? Like, it's definitely better than Obadiah Stane. That is tough, dude, because that for performance reason. that Jeff Bridges Ruben, gives is fantastic. Here, here it is. Here it is, Ruben. Here's your chance. Okay. You get, Jeff you, Bridges you Jeff Bridges is by far, yes, I will give it to you. His performance is phenomenal. But we're not talking about their performances. We're ranking the characters that they're playing. Is Obadiah Stane's reasoning for killing Tony better than the dichotomy before uh, between Ultron and Tony. Like, this is literally coming from Tony, if you think about it. Like, Ultron is a part of Tony and also a part of Bruce Banner, but we're really not talking about him. The main point of this movie is to show Tony, like, even when he's trying to do good, he still manages to find... Fuck, I lost it. I fucking lost it. Oh, you, you had me there. I had, had it. I had it. Like, I was going to say he you, manages to find some evil, but, like, evil manages to find him. Oh, yeah. I'll go with that. You know, we saw him it last week in Iron Man 2 where Whiplash came out of nowhere. Was that last week? You say last, last week? week? What the <laughs> it fuck? felt like last week. Oh, no. It's because I watched uh, Iron Man 2 again this weekend. My apologies. Um, (laughs) we saw whiplash, we saw whiplash come for him and all because of his father's undoing, you know, like the reasoning, like his father took credit for work that he shouldn't have taken credit for. We saw in Iron Man three where the Mandarin comes to literally kick his ass. Well, actually, no, 
the evil doings of Tony come to kick him back in the ass when he tells Aldrich Killian in the beginning of the movie, hey, I'll meet you up there. Like, if he hadn't said that, if he had just listened to Aldrich, I feel like what happened in Iron Man 3 wouldn't have happened. Okay. I I feel like you're conflating a little bit, like, with, with like like the villain itself versus like Tony's relationship to the villain and like, you know what I mean? I mean, I guess Christian, but like you want to, like, I feel like you talked more about Iron Man than you did any of the villains in any of those examples. Yeah. But it (laughs) leads back to (laughs) the reasoning of why I think this is so good. You know, I'm just giving you shit. This for, this for, for the funnies. Okay. So where are we doing? If Eric is down to do, look, I'll 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 say oh, sure. I'll say five. I'll, I'll oh five. Or, or wait, oh wait, is that I said no, seven. I said seven. So oh sorry. Okay, like I'll so say you sure. Want him, you want him above Obadiah? I would say yes. No. Like give at least give me that. You know. How about below Obadiah? Nah, I still think he's a better <laughs> villain than Obadiah. <laughs> okay. Again, Obadiah just wants to be a, a war criminal and okay. profiteer. Our- Okay. A war profit. A war Ruben, profit you got it. All right. Put put him at seven. All righty. Which is perfect, actually, because I was like, "What if I did this mathematically? What if I took the average of where we wanted them to be?" And it turns out it's seven. It works okay, out. Okay, let's. That's that works. All right. So our new number seven is Ultron. All right. Christian, take us home. Yes. <laughs> it's time to rank the Marvel movies, starting with. Our top 10, working backwards. Uh, number 10, Thor. Number 9, Iron Man 2, which Ruben just saw last weekend, apparently. Number 8, Iron Man 1. Number 7, Iron Man 3. Number 6, Black Widow. Here we go. The coveted top 5. Captain America, the first Avenger. Number 4, The Avengers. Number 3, Guardians of the Freaking Galaxy. You said it yourself, bitch. Number 2, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the... How many? 10 Rings. And, and number one, no, I know. I'm just being oh, silly. That was funny. Another funny. Yeah, another funny. And number one, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, listen, I think we have a new number one. No, I'm just kidding. Oof. Eric, let's start with you. What, what, what uh, are you feeling? I'm, check, I'm checking my thing right now. I I think we have a new number four, guys. Oh, no. Oh, no. wow. You're telling me this is is not better than the Avengers? I would put it at the new number six. Wow. You're telling me this is not better than the Avengers? No. We literally listed the things that they did so well. Yeah, and the Avengers, the first one, does a lot of things really well, too. Okay. The script script is way better in the first one, I'd say. I think, like, for me personally... If we're ranking these movies right now, it's at number six. It's right above Black Widow, but I can't put it better than the first Avenger. I just can't. Wow. First Avenger is a really fucking good movie. There's just, there's a lot going on in this movie, and, and it, it struggles works. sometimes under yeah. its own weight. I think you say only... six or seven. I, Sorry, he said, he said I would say it's number six. six. Yeah. I think personally that this movie, as Christian pointed out, does. We introduce Wanda and Pietro uh, very well, I might add. We introduce them as villains and then have them turn into good guys. Like, come on, who would have thought, you know? Yeah, and that's great. 
but I don't think it's we good also, enough. We also introduce a character which, Eric, you also said didn't think would work, but fucking did. Yes. It also right. that worked too. That's I, that we've talked about how there's a lot of highs in this movement. Moving. I just don't that, see what the movement. <laughs> give me, give me, give me more examples of the lows. Ultron. Yeah, Ultron is not as strong as he could have been. Um, I think that you know the pacing. You know, just having Thor just go by himself like. That yeah, fucking okay. forty five right. minutes of footage that we could have gotten would have made it better rather than Thor just going. I gotta go find some stuff. I'll be back. Uh, but him coming and kicks some ass. That uh, is a pretty good Thor. Uh, so I think that, and then um, I'm trying to get it here. I think some of the action pieces were fine. Okay. Like some yep. of it was just let's just put a bunch of CGI robots at the Avengers. Whereas Dude, you know in the in the first movie we had that really awesome physical fight. Yeah, we had CGI aliens fighting the Avengers. Yeah, I understand that, but there were much more like there were moments in it where you know you got the circle shot, you've got Bruce coming to terms with the Hulk, and you know using that to help everyone. You've got Nat and um, Hawkeye just catching up. Okay. Talking about Budapest and stuff, you got we all had, these We had Nat and Bruce sparking a relationship in this movie. We had Bruce coming to accept that he, while yes, he does, you know, find a common something in common with Nat. Like she will always put using the big guy as number one. You know, we. Yeah. I, okay. All right. I, I I just I just think go ahead. this movie does a lot. It doesn't do a service of its own self. Mm-hmm. It's trying to put too much stuff out there with, you know, we got to start getting ready for Infinity War. We got to start getting ready for this next one. Because, you know, I don't think the Marvel, like other than like the post credit scenes, most Marvel movies don't, you know, okay, we got to start looking at everything else. Most of the Marvel movies in phase three specifically, like they typically deal with their own stuff. Like you get the post credit scene, whereas this one, it's like, all right, let's set up this one, let's set up this one, let's set up this one. The Civil War stuff is done excellent, Christian. Yeah, just to echo you, uh, Eric. I think <laughs> I'm confusing the name. Just to echo Eric as well. Like honestly, legit, Eric makes like a fantastic point. This movie is so concerned with uh, having to be a, a sequel to the original Avengers and try to capture that like spirit, but also setting up like uh, like two to three other stuff that the MCU is trying to do that it forgets sometimes to be its own movie. Which is where we get like the highs of like the the party scene, and we get like the um, the farmhouse scene. Like that's when it's like legit trying to be like a, like an actual meditation on, you know, what the Avengers actually want out of their own life, and then everything else is just like whatever. Like the action sequences just aren't as strong, especially coming from like Shang Chi, and you see like the opening sequence. It's like way too many cuts. Captain America gets less cuts, sure, because he like is choreographed a little bit better, but like Black Widow. Yeah, but that's a what's going completely on different thing. That, that that's a team up movie compared to a solo. Sure, but like compared to the other Avengers as well, like those shots feel like I, they're still cutty. Don't get me wrong, but like that circle se- we get that circle sequence. Yeah, we get Captain America sequences where he's like fighting. This I okay. I don't remember. Like, like I guess the South Korea fight is like most memorable. Yeah, the party scene. But other than that, like they're the scenes or whatever. Okay. All right. 
I, I concede defeat. I just feel like, but when we first saw this movie, we didn't know that they were setting up civil war. I guess we kind of did know that they were setting up civil war, but I know I don't think so. They didn't know. Yeah, I, I don't think we did yet. No, no we, we knew didn't. That civil war was a thing. We knew that civil war so. was a thing. No, I think this did was we? the no, end of. They had, they had the press conference for the phase three stuff in 2014. We knew civil war was going to be a thing oh. before. Um, okay. So I think, Ruben, I, I just want you to know, like, this is still middle for me. This is not a bad movie. I think okay. this is a good but, like, movie. Like, you're putting it just right above Black Widow, which kind of, like, concerns me, you know? Yeah, Black Widow. Yeah, was, I, I, Black, Widow Black Widow was a, was a great movie. movie. It, it is, but again, it had th- its flaws with Taskmaster and... I'd put Age of Ultron below Black Widow, keeping it around. All right, then I'm gonna have to stick with there. Maybe even put it above. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take whatever I can get. You know, the reason why I think this is above Black Widow for me is like, well, Black Widow is a good movie. These moments between all the Avengers is so good. They're really good. Yeah. But I think like Captain America: The First Avenger is just a better made movie. But again, like I, those first two acts specifically, it's a much fuck better yeah. Made movie. Okay, all right. Okay, so where are we putting it? Where do you where do you you put it at? What I, the new four? I said it's the new four. I think it's much better than the original Avengers. Christian said he put it at the new seven, I think, below Black yeah. Widow. I put it at the new six. I'll take six. Okay. All right. Okay. I'd be happy with six. Okay. Monsters. I don't know why I'm typing this. My bad. <laughs> oh, sure. I, for, I, for, I forgot to type. No, it's fine. <laughs> All right. There it is. And the new number ten is the new number. I forgot. I forgot, <laughs> Eric. I'm sorry. The new top ten goes Iron Number Ten, Iron Man Two, Number Nine, Iron Man One, Number Eight, Iron Man. Wow, we did not like apparently these Iron Man movies. Number Eight, <laughs> Iron Man Three, Number Seven, Black Widow, Number Six, Avengers: Age of Ultron, Number Five, Captain America: The First Avenger, Number Four, The Avengers, Number Three, Guardians of the Freaking Galaxy, Number Two, Shang Chi, and Number One, Captain America. The Winter Soldier. Sorry, Ultron. There are a few strings on you. Oh, that was good. That was good. Oh snap! Well done. No, the snap is too early, Eric. A few <laughs> more movies. <laughs> um, so uh, that is what we got. That's our new updated ranking of the MCU. Uh, before we get to the plugs, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I think I'm good. I feel All bad right. for Hulk in this movie, you know? Yeah, he's got a lot going on. Um, so, uh, it is time for them plugs. So, Christian, what you got for us? Yes, please follow me at ISO Christian because I'm lonely. And also, I need the followers. Please follow me. I don't, I don't know what where I'm going with that. So, I'll transition over to my movie podcast, Large Popcorn. We've got some cool episodes. Uh, none other than the host of the Penultimate Conquest lit RPG show, Stats on Stats, is showing up this week. Uh, to do a, a podcast on um, the rom-com goat underrated uh, the proposal, and we actually did a game podcast. So yeah, we're doing a spoiler cast of Returnal that comes out next week. 
Yeah. And then I also do a weekly video game news podcast over at Podcast PXN every Wednesday, so check that out. Ruben, what about you? You could find me on Twitter and Instagram at that guy Tuesday. You could find the channel on Twitter and no Twitter at Pen Conquest and Instagram at the Penultimate Conquest. Um, you can find us on our website, thepenultimateconquest.com. You know, we got some cool stuff up there. Got some nice merch, um, and I think that's pretty much it. Right. Uh, definitely check out the website because, you know, we're about to get to that fall gaming season. So we're about to have a bunch of stuff coming up here. Like, I know that while trying to juggle keeping a small human alive, I'm going to do my best to review Guardians of the Galaxy uh, for the site. Um, so and, you know, I got some other stuff. Got Deathloop coming out tomorrow. So see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, uh, be sure to check us out uh, at that website and Pen Conquest uh, on Twitter. Um, I am Eric Seagin on Twitter. Uh, give me a follow if you just want to. If you don't want to, that's fine, I guess. Um, I Should we talk about how after the next episode we're going to take a little break? I mean, yeah. Let's go for it. Uh, so some personal stuff is coming up soon for uh, a bunch of us here. Um, I'm having a kid next month, so... Uh, there are going to be some episodes where I probably won't be able to make it. So we have decided that we're going to take a little hiatus uh, for a few weeks after next week's episode of Ant-Man. Uh, you know, just to, you know, it's good to recharge. Yeah. Good to have a few week break. Um, cause you know, next big thing Marvel wise is Eternals. So, um, we'll, we'll probably, we'll probably be back for that one. Um, okay. so, but yeah, uh, it's good to have a little break. So we will go on hiatus for a little bit. Um, but check us out on YouTube, all our old shows. Um, on VOD, if you want to see all of our previous episodes and our very good discussions of these movies, because we do love Marvel here. Okay. Um, so that's all I've got for the evening. So we'll see you next week. And in the meantime, Excelsior. Excelsior.